Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Screaming in Silence podcast, Forever Learning. For most of us, severe pain is thankfully a fleeting experience, but for some, like myself, it's a permanent companion. For the past 25 years, everything I have done or experienced has been accompanied by chronic pain. Yet, to the surprise of most, I consider myself one of the luckiest people alive and I'm thankful for this journey. Through this podcast series, I'll share with you my story and the insights I have gained that have allowed me this perspective. When I started out on this journey of creating a podcast based on my life of chronic pain and physical injury, I did so to inspire others, to pass on what I had learned from adversity. I hoped it would help anyone interested to listen, from those struggling with chronic pain through to anyone facing difficulty in life. Judging by the feedback I've received from all over the world, it seems to have helped a lot of people. The one person who I hadn't considered it might help, however, was me. In the past six months, I've had to actually stop and think about the work I've put in over the past 25 years, the tactics I use, the lessons I've learned, and how I apply them. This has meant I've come to understand a great deal more about myself, my strengths and weaknesses, my successes and failures. Instead of subconsciously navigating my way through the past quarter century, I've been challenged to think long and hard about who I am, why I have done what I have, and how I've ended up where I am. To say the very least, it has been very enlightening. One afternoon while writing an episode and doing some research online, a video popped up on my suggested list on YouTube. It was a summarisation by the author of a book I had heard of before but not read, so I decided to see what he had to say about his own book. And it really caught my attention, enough to motivate me to go buy a copy for myself. Reading this book was a eureka moment for me. The concepts, perspectives and philosophies resonated with me instantly. Ideas that the author suggested might be challenging to accept were ways that I had lived my life with chronic pain and disability. I've mentioned a couple of these concepts in previous podcasts. For example, the idea that we have a choice about everything in life we face, and of taking responsibility for everything that happens to you. A lot of the time while reading this book, I'd stop and smile. I'd feel excited that things I had learned, perspectives I had developed, were right here in front of me, suggested as ways to take better control of your life, of how to deal with struggle, of the importance of identifying critical values and metrics of measuring them, of what to worry about and what not to. The title of this book I've mentioned before, but for those that missed it, it is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F.CK by Mark Manson. If you have read it, you'll know how powerful it is. If not, then do yourself a favour and grab a copy. Reading this book fed the fire within me. It was not only confirmation of my own practices, but also made me aware that I still had so much more to learn. For sure, I'd weathered a pretty violent storm for the past two and a half decades, and I'd done so incredibly well, well enough to have demand for my story to be heard. But now I realise that this part of my journey was only just beginning, and that excited me, and scared me a little. What if I discovered something about myself I didn't like, or found one or more of my core beliefs was wrong? This had the potential to undo a lot of work I had put in. But I recognised that there would be no harm to come to me from this, that if I was putting in work in the wrong way, or holding myself to values that were unhelpful, then surely this would be opportunity for even greater growth. Also, I talk a lot about how my journey has taught me so much, and I've never been opposed to that, so why should I fear it now? I wish I could remember precisely how I discovered the next book I would read, because while the subtle art was a eureka moment, this next one for me was truly awakening. Previously I have mentioned how I thought everyone would react to my situation in the manner that I have, but that I was to discover over the years that this simply wasn't the case. 
Well, after reading this latest book, I think I've found for myself a group of people who would, and probably would have done it better than I have. I say they would have done it better because while reading this book, I have identified many themes and outlooks that I live by, I now realise that my education has only just begun. So, who is this group of people I refer to? Well, they belong to a discipline of philosophy known as Stoicism. And the book I read, and read again, and will continue to read, is Meditations by the Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius. I'm sure there'll be many of you who are familiar with his writings and the branch of philosophy he was a student of, probably the most well-known student. While I had heard his name before, I knew nothing of what life he had lived. But now that I'm beginning to become aware of who this man was, and what Stoicism truly is, well, it's like a light switch has been turned on. I've been called Stark in the past with regards to my approach to my situation, and through ignorance, my understanding of the term was simply someone who stood firm in the face of adversity, someone who took difficulty and turned it into opportunity. And while this is true, there is so much more to it than just this. We have to walk before we run, and crawl before we walk. I'm only just now realising that I can crawl. But this is incredibly exciting for me. I have joked in the past that there is no guide to life, no book, other than religious texts, that we can pick up and have an instruction manual to refer to. Meditations was not intended for general consumption. It was never written as a book for others to read. It was simply a collection of thoughts and lessons intended for the author himself. Meditations was the name given to it in later years. While Marcus may not have given it a name, it is believed to have been earlier given the title To Himself. While it was never intended to be a guide to life, Millions upon millions of people have used it for exactly that, and with great success. I should say that Marcus argues that philosophy isn't an instructor, rather a medicine to what ails us. I see what he means, but it does provide guidance for me. The practices and perspectives I have honed over the years have been mostly haphazard. Sure, they can all be linked to what I face in life, chronic pain and disability. But I have had nothing to measure my performance against, and this has left me wandering in darkness at times. I was finding my path by feeling my way around, often bumping into walls and obstacles and having to reassess my thoughts and actions. And this worked well for me. Now, however, I feel that I have found that guide, something to use to not only learn more about myself and my techniques, but also something to give me greater strength and resilience, something to perfect my craft. Not only in navigating life with chronic pain, but also life in general. I hope one day to become a student of stoicism myself, Not to emulate anyone, but to greatly improve not only my life, but the lives of those around me. Let me give you some examples of Marcus's journal entries to himself that have resonated with me. Everything that happens is either endurable or not. If it's endurable, then endure it. Stop complaining. If it's unendurable, then stop complaining. If you know me, then you will know the strikes at the very heart of my approach. I'm not perfect, of course. There are no doubt times I have complained. But this statement hits home hard. When living with constant pain, it would be very easy to complain, and to complain endlessly. I've seen people argue that it is only human to complain. We all do it. But what does it gain us? Does it lessen our load or increase it? This leads to another quote of his. Don't be overheard complaining about life in court, not even to yourself. Words are powerful, especially the ones we say to ourselves. Complaining to myself about how unfair this is or why me would only serve to add to my difficulties, not improve them or my outlook. For sure, I realise this is an arduous journey I'm on, but I'm not one to say, woe is me, or ask, why me? On pain, Marcus also said to himself, unendurable pain brings its own end with it. 
Chronic pain is always endurable. The intelligence maintains serenity by cutting itself off from the body. The mind remains undiminished. My chronic pain is endurable. I know it won't kill me. I know I will survive this. And I haven't let it affect my mind. I see people arguing that chronic pain will make you angry and short-tempered and that you have a right to be angry. Obviously, I don't agree with this. And I think I'm living proof that it isn't necessarily true. Another quote from Meditations, although argued to be from the Stoic philosopher Epictetus. It's unfortunate this has happened. No, it is fortunate this has happened and I am unharmed by it, not shattered by the present or frightened of the future. It could have happened to anyone, but not everyone could have remained unharmed by it. So remember this principle when something threatens to cause you pain. The thing itself was no misfortune at all. To endure it and prevail is great good fortune. This too. I've never seen the day of my accident as a misfortunate day. In fact, I call it the greatest day of my life. I've seen the growth and learnings I've received as a result of that day, the gifts I have received in people and experiences. I have endured it and prevailed, and that is great good fortune. From Marcus again. Choose not to be harmed, and you won't feel harmed. Don't feel harmed, and you haven't been. This one has so many applications, many more than I have used it for, which is something I need to work on, especially when facing undue harsh criticism. But this is how I've viewed my pain, that yes, it affects me, but it doesn't harm me. This next quote is a basis to not only stoicism, but also my life's journey. External things are not the problem, it's your assessment of them, which you can erase right now. This ties in with everything we face in life as a choice. It's not the event itself that carries emotional feeling, it is how we perceive or assess them. That's how I came to view my injury from very early on. What was done was done, and it was neither good nor bad. That aspect was up to me. I chose it to not be a problem. Marcus also has something to say when he has faced criticism or insults, as I have from some of my views on coping with chronic pain. For example, nothing that goes on in others' minds can harm you. Someone in a pain support group recently took great offence to a post I made about the power of making choices when faced with great hardship. Initially I felt annoyed by this, but soon rationalised with myself that what other people think and say can't harm me. I was letting myself be harmed by it. Reading this quote later on was of great comfort. Marcus has this to say in Revenge. The best revenge is not to be like that. When this person unleashed a torrent of insults my way, I felt like I needed to get even, to make my point clear, to get some sort of revenge. But he rightly points out that the control of how this would go is now in my hands. If I acted in the same manner as this other person, then I would be lowering myself to their level. I would be degrading myself. When you face someone's insults, hatred, whatever, look at his soul, get inside him, look at what sort of person he is. You'll find you don't need to strain to impress him. The post I made that earned such a response was, in my opinion, non-confronting. It didn't attack anyone. It was merely food for thought on what choices we can make. Their response, though, was filled with vile and attack. There was no reasoning, just abuse. They were not a person I would strain to impress in any form. Marcus also writes to himself, Stop being jerked around like a puppet. Putting myself in the public domain, my ideas and thoughts, has made me more vulnerable. This is something I need to work on. I feel good when I'm recognised by others for doing something they perceive as good, and I feel terrible when I'm criticised for doing something someone perceives as bad. Yet if I feel right and good about something that is right and good, surely that is all that matters. 
I shouldn't be jerked like a puppet, even briefly like I was in the example before, because of how others react to my actions or words if they are good actions and words. Marcus has many more insights and lessons for himself that I'll cover in later episodes, but while he is probably the best-known student of Stoicism, he is not the only one I can learn from. I was only very recently introduced to a phrase that, while not from the Stoics, aligns perfectly with their philosophy, Amor Fati. This phrase is attributed to Nietzsche, a German philosopher from the 19th century. The translation of this is love of fate. Now, some of you might remember in one of my earlier podcasts, I said I didn't believe in fate. Maybe my understanding of the word was wrong, maybe my use of it was. I don't feel at the moment that life is preordained, but I can accept that we can view what has happened to us as our fate. With that in mind, I can move forward with this phrase, because as I would discover, it is another of the basic fundamentals of my own perspective. Epictetus, another well-known student of Stoicism, had this to say about loving one's fate. You can want things to turn out the way you want, or you can choose to want things the way they have turned out. This is about loving everything that happens to you. I'm part way there. I love what my pain has taught me. I love what it has done for me. I have chosen to want things the way they have turned out. Anyone who has listened to my story will know this. As I said before, I call the day this all began 25 years ago as the greatest day of my life. But I have said previously that I don't love being in pain. An interesting change occurred around four weeks ago though. I started to feel that I loved being in pain. Not because I enjoy it, I'm not that sort of person. But because I started to understand that if I love what my pain has brought me, if I love my new life, then I must also love the cause of it, the pain. Learning about Amor Fati has been incredibly powerful for me. When I heard about it this morning on my daily walk via a YouTube channel I follow, it literally stopped me dead in my tracks. A realisation I had only arrived at a month earlier was actually a fundamental of this new philosophy I had only just discovered for myself. It's hard to express just what sort of moment this was for me, but we'll cover it in a later episode. There are many other lessons from the Stoics on handling adversity, on turning it around to become opportunity, which aligns completely with my perspective on pain and struggle. I will integrate these philosophies with my own journey, from focusing on what we can control, controlling how we respond, how we are, what our habits are, always making progress and moving forward, and so much more. I'm not making any argument about whether the Stoics are 100% correct in their philosophy, nor am I interested in getting into any debate over translations or interpretations. I'm not qualified to get into any of that. What I am saying is I have now found for myself a philosophy that clearly resonates with me, with my approach to life and handling adversity. More than that, I've found countless ways that I can hone and improve my craft. If my story so far has been inspiring to you, even of interest, then I can assure you it's only going to become more interesting. I am incredibly confident that the teachings from the Stoics combined with my personal development, including the applications of these lessons, will help anyone in navigating life's challenges and setbacks. I may be new to the Stark Collective, but I've been living the philosophy for the past 25 years. Once again, thank you very much for taking the time to join me on this new exciting part of my journey. There is so much more to come. Please do share my podcast with anyone you think needs to hear it. It is touching so many people's lives. Don't forget you can support the running of the show by visiting my website at onewingkiwi.com and clicking on the link to my Patreon site. Until next time, take care, keep well, and I look forward to seeing you again next week.